0: I know nothing about anything, and
1: that's why we have you on this podcast.
0: <laughs> if I can, it's like, I wish <laughs> you would have told us that a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's obvious mm-hmm. that I know nothing about anything. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Per Mertesacker. No, 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 no. That, Why that's not? That's not your name.
1: No, I see a resemblance, actually.
0: Brian. I see more of a resemblance to Gilfie Sigurdsson. Brian Shesko. No.
1: Gilfie Sigurdsson is Brian Shesko's spirit He could animal. easily be Icelandic. I
0: love Gilfie, man.
2: Easily be Icelandic. Hey, what happened this week? It hey, was some week, huh?
1: Can you uh, can you speak in a bit of an Icelandic accent?
2: I wish I could, but I cannot. Really? I I would try.
1: You can't even try for us.
2: Hey, anyone from Iceland? If you let us come uh, visit you guys, it would be a blast. Oh, I, can, I One day. I would love to take a trip. I know uh, it's like a I know it was like a really trendy tourist spot there for a while, especially for it, Americans. Why? It's awesome. Why would it be just trendy? No, I'm just saying I just feel like it was kind of a cool spot to go to, you know.
1: Before we go to the matches, which is what we do, we discuss the 10 Premier League matches that just took place so that we can give you all the fantasy analysis for the next 10 matches that are coming up. Yep. That's what we do every episode during the season. Yep. Um yeah, before we do that this time though, I need to uh I need to clear the air a okay. bit. Please. The two of you. I noticed something as I was scrolling through the lineups in our league. We're all part of a fantasy soccer league. Fantasy.
0: That's kinda why we league. do this. Right. What's that? That's kinda why we do this. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean okay. it'd be weird if we didn't play a league. Always good that you explain it though to <laughs> Yeah, probably so. We also have a draft league, but in the budget right. league You're I right. noticed something. Yes. Um Last week we said one of the things that we shouldn't do, and that anyone listening to our podcast shouldn't do. In fact, a lot of people maybe had wanted to do what I'm about to say, but because we told them not to, they didn't. And that would have been, you know, following our advice. But then the two of you went ahead and did it anyway. And what I'm referring to is using your wild card before the international break, before the transfer window
0: closes. I I have multiple things to say about this. Gentlemen! Gentlemen! You Why? Talk, you talked me off the ledge about taking minus four points. You made me swear about not taking minus four points. But if you go <laughs> back and listen to the tape, you did not make me swear that I wouldn't use my wild card, Scott. Just want that to be known. Now, I want to say this, Brian. Do you have anything to say before I go into a long, a longer rant? I don't want to well, yeah, overwhelm. I mean, of course.
2: The, I of course I have reasons, but I, I do but too. if you have a, if you have a long rant, that's gonna run into all of the things we other things we have to talk about then. I know we have so much more to
0: talk about other than my fantasy teams, but I want to try to justify in Scott's eyes even though I probably it probably won't. Let's get, you, listen, the points you made next last week were completely valid about not using it before the international break. But I'm going to tell you why I did. My fear was I was messing around, Scott, just seeing what I could possibly do if I used the wild card. And I found myself with six players that I really, really wanted. And those players ended up being one Harris, Golden Boot Kane, Lukaku, and Firmino as my forwards, okay? Mm. Then my midfield had Erickson, Pogba, and Mane. And and then I was able to get players that all played at positions, some of them not great, but sort of some maybe value budget picks. And I was able to field a team that I really liked. My fear was this, Brian. My fear was this, and you probably felt the same way. I mean, we did discuss it a little bit, kind of under under Scott's (laughs)
1: nose. Really,
2: look,
0: gentlemen. Well, it was a thought. It was a thought. But
2: go ahead, Brian. All I'm going to say is, my my decision was based more on waking up to find that several of my players had lost value, and that leads me into what I'm about to say. Scott, there was a set a
0: point seven point. 0.7 0.7 point, value change in who I let go and who I received. If I would have waited one week, none of it could have happened. The players who I now have on my team from last week to this week who went up in value, Higazi, Erickson, and Lukaku all went up 0.1. Players who I sold last week and that their prices dropped this week, Josh King, Kevin DeBrowne, Matt Ritchie, and Gabrielle Jesus. So there was a seven point swing in me if i would have waited one week i would have gotten zahad like brian did the prior week trying to go from pogba to zaha and i did not want to get zahad okay that's valid but i mean if you had just
1: exercised a little patience and not you know you, you could have kept richie you could have kept jesus both i didn't want decent points did last week which didn't, we'll get to in a second I didn't want them Okay, so you started the weekend in eighth place. That's right. Ninth place league. What place are you in now after using your wild card? Still eighth. Okay, how
0: do you feel? I feel great. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Because Lukaku took a zero. Harris Kane didn't score. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel great about it. And Erickson only had three, his lowest output week. I feel great about it.
1: We're three match weeks into a thirty eight. Match week season. Yeah. You don't get to use another wild card until number 20.
0: That won't need to. 17 I am, I am to set go. up for success. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brian. I am set up for success.
2: Look, I I waited until it was probably 6.15 a.m. It was waking up in the morning on Saturday.
1: And let's just be clear for all of those who are not in the Eastern uh, right. Standard Time Zone right. in the yeah. United States that 6.15 is 15 minutes prior to... To, to the to the deadline, when it the was game week locks down. so it
2: was it was uh, fatigue. Time. It was fatigue driven. <laughs> uh, it but uh, it was a the biggest thing for me was I'm gonna I'm gonna lose money on someone like uh, Luka Milivojevic. That to me is absolute madness. So as soon as that's happening, mm. there is such a then it's panic because <laughs> now. That is a guy who I have to wait to move out of my lineup. And the natural, the, you know, even within the team, to go from Milivojevic to Loftus-Cheek is an easy decision, but that's a transfer that, when am I going to do that transfer? That is a solely wild card transfer. So it was entirely that. It was the math on a minus... Up, at least a .6 swing in team value, with players that you know. That's the difference. That is definitely the difference between a level of player. Scott, listen, I, I, I made. I am not. Right. Ha- listen, I am not happy about it. I, it's absolutely true. If I had waited, if I had waited until after this week, yeah, like I'm sure the team I would have been better. I would have been better off because the players that I sold, I think. All of them scored at even about the same as the players that I brought Right, in.
0: but it's just not for one week, though. I mean, you're trying to set yourself it up. can't be now.
2: For multiple weeks.
0: At least that's the way I was looking at it. Listen, I got rid of every single defender I had. Granted, I had to sometimes because I was trying to, trying to cut some even money. Even Rangel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's
1: your 4.0 defender oh, now? Oh,
0: man. He's a stud. Mbemba. We'll get to him. He, he got bonus points he this started. week. He started, yeah, he did. Yes. We should get into what we're Good call, Brian. All done. right. We should, get,
2: right. Call, we right. should get moving. Right We've
1: down. got lots to discuss, lots of controversy, lots of interesting goals, lots of interesting results, lots of fantasy relevance, and lots of fun segments sprinkled in. Not fun. All of them. Including Dave's Arsenal moment. Not fun. All of them. Which I will have fun introducing. Mm. Hate you. Are we ready? On to the matches. All right. We'll start with last year's league champions, Chelsea. 2-0 victory over Everton the goals from Cesc Fabregas and Alvaro
2: Morata. You mean potentially the best valued midfielder in Fantasy Premier League Cesc Fabregas. Wow. I mean
1: uh, must nearly must own already Alvaro Morata
2: too. Yeah, that's true. But go ahead with Fabregas first. Well, it's just that his price dropped uh, as soon as he got the red card. I mean, so week 1 He he starts the season at minus one. You know he's suspended for week two. His price went immediately to 6.9. He dropped under seven. He's still at 6.9 right now. Get him. I mean, (laughs) listen. Yeah, but is he going to continue to hold his spot? Who's going to take it?
1: Last year he swapped out for Modich, but who's going to take it this year?
0: Someone will. (laughs) Uh, Look, (laughs) I'm just saying. Hazard!
1: You ever heard of this guy named Eden Hazard? Yeah, but Fabregas won't come in for him.
2: He doesn't. Yeah, I mean he he's he showed in the t- in the amount that he played last season, even in limited time, how effective he can be. I mean, that's right. So I mean, a huge performance for him. What do you have? Eleven or twelve points this week? I mean, he was in the uh, he was in one of the you know I'm sure he's in the the top eleven you know the starting eleven best eleven for the week. And to your point, Brian,
1: when he's under seven, you are okay with him being a fourth midfielder.
2: Oh my goodness, yeah.
1: Even if he's subbing in, like you said, he could he could easily bring five points to your lineup off the bench.
2: There is no way that he's going to do what he did at the beginning of the season last season, where he's going to play zero. Then. 12 minutes then four minutes then 70 minutes then zero minutes again he'll play more uh, yeah there's he'll no way he's gonna there, there's no way he's gonna rotate the way he did at the beginning barring of last an season
1: unforeseen spending spree this week from chelsea he will right. play more than
0: last year
2: yeah for sure
0: he true but when when champions league games start filtering in he's not exactly as young as he used to be i mean he's not gonna be there's no way he plays every game
1: sure that's not the point
2: he didn't play every game last year and he was in the top 20 for fantasy Premier League scoring. He played hardly at all <laughs> at the beginning of the year.
1: It was and, one of those where we're like what if he had played
2: more. Right. Yeah, but
0: yeah, but what but would you I guess okay, I see your point. Like he's scoring like there's no way you you would have, why would you have owned him last year, right? Cuz he's not getting enough playing time. Your point is he's getting the playing time now. And so if he's averaging what he did last year, then he's worth a go, especially this season. Oh my goodness, points.
2: yes more than willian
0: i just don't like him that's willian probably. looked good by the way i know that he didn't put up the points
1: Fabregas did but in every if you watch the extended highlights of this match willian is in every chelsea attack in some
0: way it's true he always is but scott i feel like he's got a lot of well back in him yeah just a little bit yeah well usually, you're right which you're is
1: right. It a
2: lot or a little bit it's a lot Hold on. That's usually, yeah. Usually,
1: well and with Morata in there, all he's got to do is put one ball in the box and Morata's going to head it in. Morata's a stud. It didn't take him long, <clears> did <throat> it? We said it no. wouldn't, and it hasn't. I mean, two goals in two matches now in the league.
2: I was I... going to ask, I mean, is that all the distance that he needed in three matches already? To, yeah. To, I mean, there is yes. no, there's no one else that's going to touch him.
0: Chelsea remembered who they were. I feel like after... I don't know, man, and they're still playing without their best player. Yeah. And it's not mattering. mattering. Is that a word, Scott? No, that's fine. Go with it. Mattering. Yeah. It's not mattering? Mm It doesn't matter, right? Everton, I thought, would have been a decent challenge. They made Everton look silly. Yeah, there's no one to talk about Everton. I'll say this, though. I will say this. Maybe Everton was still – I think they kind of gave everything. Making Europa League is big for them and they had a midweek match where they pretty much played the same lineup away cuz they had to travel they played away midweek i'm just wondering if if that didn't have maybe a little bit bigger of a toll on it than we thought
2: well Gilfie kicked that 90 yarder or whatever it was in that match i think that was he all of that was all of all energy. everton's energy was yeah. expended in that one kick I agree. You said There's they a little had, bit to talk about with
1: Everton. You said they had okay. We'll get to that. You said they had an away match midweek. They went to effing Croatia in the middle of the week okay. on Thursday. They played away on Monday in the league. They go to Croatia for Thursday, and then they've got to go to London to play right. Chelsea and on it's Sunday. It's a pretty busy week. I think they probably were on fumes going into the international break.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think
1: that says more about their schedule than it does about who they are for the season.
2: Klaassen was out with injury in this one. Sandro was already, he had the heel injury, and he ended up playing. Sandro's not good. Well, what I was going to say, well, he's fresh off of an injury. They they showed him two weeks ago, and he's the picture on Instagram of him watching the game from home with his foot in a boot or iced or something like that. I mean, the guy's not, I mean, it's not like He played like he had a boot on. What like, I'm saying is, Sandro Brian. There's Sandro is not a Premier League player. There's two. Th- well, that's the. Oh, here we go. Listen, Rain. Rooney, Sandro, and and Loft uh, Calvert Lewin. I'm those sure are your, those are your Everton strikers until they buy Calvert
0: Lewin <laughs> should have been in this game. <laughs> Sandro, should if
2: they, or if they swoop for a shock purchase of
0: Jamie Vardy. Oh right. man, <laughs> hey, Sandro would be a great player
2: for Club Deportiva
0: in La Liga. <laughs>
2: You hate La Liga.
0: I mean, they, no, you'd be
2: send right away all, of, them. The, all it was, of your most hated players to La Liga. It was
1: oh. disappointing to see DCL uh, not play or not start in this match.
0: Yeah, Scott, you be, thats
1: your boy. You he been, is. You've been is. blowing me up on him. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. But you know, as much as the Champions League will lead to some rotation in squads, the Europa League will do it even more. Yeah. And so, and that's—I mean—that's the casualty of the Europa League match in midweek. Dominic Calvert Lewin. And you know, obviously, the rest of the team as
2: well. Well, I just think, I mean, who knows? Rooney's Rooney's probably not moving without getting injured. But just that uncertainty between how they're going to line up is it going to be is it going to be Calvert Lewin? Is it going to be Sandro? What are those two going to look like? There's a wild w- rumor when, out when, there that when, Diego
0: Costa might be there. I mean, it's just rumors. Let's be honest. The English media and heck, American media for that all media for that matter love to create stories and they like to get clicks. Whether it's Vardy or Costa, but if they were to land one of those guys, man, that uh, that'd be very nice for them.
2: Uh, Gelfi started, uh, and for the second straight full ninety, you got Mason Holgate. So that guy's like he his price dropped right away after after week one yeah. when he did not play, and now he's right back into the lineup again. I mean, it's a bad start to their to their murder schedule for the next four yep. weeks or whatever. Yeah, it don't, is. Judge so, him.
1: don't judge them. Don't judge them by. I this stage, it's. A I agree. Season. And again,
0: after the next three games, then you start earning their defenders because
2: yep. Everton uh, Everton's and, defense and will be good. All of this, all of this m- kind of mediocre praise to them is just making brother Matt's ears burn and burn. (laughs) Well, he'll be okay with what I'm about to say because I'm going to give my
1: fantasy half point right off the top of the show here in this first match. My honorary, meaningless fantasy half point. It's going to go to Mohamed Besic. Dude played one day after his father was shot in his native Bosnia. Yeah. Happens on Saturday. He goes out and plays on Sunday.
0: Dude, Impressive. The Eastern Europeans, they're just tough as nails, man. Well. They're just tough as nails. If that was a I better stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. You're gonna edit that from nope, that point on. No, nope, because no one knows what? what I was gonna say. But had, I was something to thinking it.
1: had something to do with Urzel,
0: I'm sure. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. So I just want to give out my hate. You know what? He might not have done much in real fantasy, but in my honorary fantasy league, he gets all the points. No doubt, man. Honorary half point to Muhammad message.
0: No doubt.
2: Liverpool four, Arsenal. Nil. This is good that we get to this match right now because I. this is good to get this out of the way. The goals
1: from Firmino, Mane, Salah, Sturridge. Clean sheet for the Liverpool defense. All the talk in this match leading up to it was about the lineup decisions on both sides. Dave, I'm just going to turn it over to you.
2: Can I ask you a question first?
0: Yeah. Which one? Him or Dave. me? Dave. Okay. Yeah, All go right. ahead. Fine, I'll, t- I'll say something. Go ahead.
2: Hey, man, what was going on with Arsenal's lineup?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was that? Man, I tell you what.
0: Honestly, I think this past weekend might have been Is this the your Arsenal nose? moment? No, it's not. Yeah. But I need you to ask that to just to double check every 30 seconds. Sure. Yeah, this could be lengthy. I've never been more bothered and upset at uh, a starting lineup, as silly as that sounds, as this week. I know nothing about anything. And
1: that's why we have you on this podcast.
0: If I can like, <laughs> I wish you would have told us that a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Listen, it's obvious okay. that I know nothing about anything. But good grief, man, if you're going to commit to a formation, know your personnel well enough to know who plays in that formation, especially when everyone's healthy. From the get, when I saw the lineups, I said, we're screwed. We're screwed. The people he had playing in the certain positions. I Before this game, two days before this game came out, I texted to do two different groups with the line, in my opinion what the lineup should be to give yourself a chance to win this game and and it didn't happen. Like, it wasn't even close. Then, I mean, it was even worse than I would have expected. How do you not start your, two, two, your, your your striker that you paid a ton of money for? How do you not start Lacazette? And how do you not start Kolasinitz, who's been your best defender slash maybe one of the players in the field every time he steps on the field? No, let's sit him. Let's just sit him. Sure, we're playing, we're playing Liverpool. We'll, we'll outscore them six to seven. No, not happening. Not happening. So I, it's just it's embarrassing, man. How stupid, as Scott has said before, how stupid can you be? It's how stupid are we? It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. You never how-
1: want to feel like you're smarter than your team's manager. And what I'm hearing you say is that you felt like you had a better idea. It's yeah, just the me. Game.
0: It's like everyone but –
1: the manager, Klopp was interviewed. Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool manager, was interviewed on American TV post match. Yeah, he said he prepared for a different lineup. He of was, course he did. Everyone yeah. should have. It's <laughs>
0: insane. Klopp had to look at the lineup and he had to get like the most goofiest grin and think to himself, "He can do that. Oh, this is nice,
2: very nice." <laughs> and you know, all he said was "Boom, boom."
0: Yeah. God, Brian, you're so right. He looked at that lineup and said, "Hey," and he, he looked over it. At the picture of of Lucas on the wall, and he <laughs> smiled at him and goes, "Boom."
1: There's so much inside joke there. <laughs> this that has I can't been
0: not, this has been
2: Dave's preamble <laughs> yeah. to it's true. his Arsenal moment.
1: Let's break it up a little bit and talk about Liverpool. So we've talked about three names: Firmino and Mane, kind of one A and one yeah. B, and then Salah, a close two. Uh, Boy, in the Liverpool, he unlucky. Hey, he I want to talk about and it's someone else on there too. But we'll, we'll talk about those three. But I'll all com- three scored. Come back to me. Firmino also with an assist. Uh, Mane looks like he is going to be dangerous every time he plays. Oh
0: man! As long as that guy stays healthy,
2: Firmino,
1: he is, he's never leaving my lineup. Correct. Firmino does a great job of creating space and opportunities
2: for those guys on the wing. Klopp was the, is the most direct, forceful praise for anyone on the team. Was for Firmino? Yep. Really? Uh, yes. He, because of what he, he does. Said, he he. Spe- yes. He specifically said he works so hard yeah. all the time, and none of it works for anyone else behind him unless he's doing what he, he does. clops words to the to the NBC post match desk defense. It was start so that to me was like. It does not matter what Divakarigi he said I mean, he said like <laughs> I have yeah. a tough decision they're good players I have I have good I, they're, you know it's a tough decision for me to have to sit someone the quality of Devakarigi yeah it is all it is Firmino, and then he is just it's perfect it was so such a complete demolition Dave I'm sorry yeah it was it was silly I'm not
1: not a single shot on goal for Arsenal
0: yeah, In this match. I, mean, I mean, it was pathetic. Oh, well, honestly, is... it was probably maybe one of the most pathetic performances that that they've put out. Well, and they talk... put out a lot of a lot of performances. Let's yeah. talk about the lineups real quick.
1: Alexis returned. Uh, when do we buy Alexis? Not yet. <laughs> what team is he going to be on after Thursday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's reason number one why. Both the budget league and the draft league would benefit if the transfer window closes.
2: It's going to be hard started. to buy an AC Milan player <laughs> for, for FPL.
1: Coutinho out again. No one was surprised while all the transfer window stuff gets sorted out with him in Barcelona. I saw today that he went to Brazil. Uh, basically, Liverpool said they'll let Brazil's team, you know uh, doctors, decide whether or not Coutinho could play for them. And the doctor says, He's absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tra- that's called a transfer window injury right there. The
2: that Brazil team doctor said probably my favorite thing I've ever I've ever read that it was that they looked at it and it was a result of stress <laughs> and he just needed a little pep talk. Oh, that's all that he needed. He and Erzol oh. are
1: like blood brothers. There's stress little, brothers.
2: Yeah.
0: I better watch
1: my mouth. All right, so all of that, the goalkeeper thing, yeah, it was a little weird.
0: Yes, Scott, I got curious on with question marks. What's going on there? Uh, I think- Not that necessarily anyone was was gonna start. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you started Minule. You would have gotten a clean sheet point. You would have got a clean sheet no if, saves. He, if he would have played. <laughs> if he would have played, but he didn't. Yeah. Carrier no, started.
1: You know, it's weird. You don't usually rotate your goalkeeper like you do the rest of your squad, but Klopp was basically saying that's what he was looking to do. Uh, there's rumors about Minule being uh, desired by Napoli. It's possible he won't be there. Liverpool uh, basically have three backup goalkeepers. Uh, they're all, you know, it's 2A, 2B, 2C. Minulay happens to be the best of them all. Danny Ward is probably probably pretty good, but he's not getting a chance right now because he was at Huddersfield last year on loan. Now he's back, and he's behind Minulay and Carrius. Who knows?
2: The only nervy moments for any Liverpool fan were when Carrius was back to... there, Claudio Bravo-ing. It's exactly right. That's
0: exactly Danny right. Danny Welbeck
2: running in on. and kicking the ball out of his feet yeah. twice or three times oh, or whatever yeah. it was. Why are we even talking about
1: Liverpool goalkeepers? We're not owning them at this no, point.
2: No, right. why aren't we on the Arsenal moment? All, All
1: right, right Re-
0: Before we get to that, I want to okay. bring up Joe Gomez. Okay. In three games, he came on the first game for one minute. Okay, but the last two games he started, six and ten points for a total of 17 points as a defender for Liverpool yeah what's up with Joe Gomez he's a 4.5 is that no. is that something that can be consistent is no. he going to be playing consistently no he is he is technically probably
1: third string right back on the depth yeah he chart. started the last two games he has uh he has uh Trent Alexander Arnold I believe played the Champions League matches he, he has yes and uh, Nathaniel Klein is still out hurt uh, he will return he will go right back into the lineup uh, I don't know. Gomez might end up sliding into the middle, and so he might see more time in the middle than at right back. I don't know if that'll affect his performance. Because
0: performances have been stellar. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If Arsenal can't score when Lovren's on the field, then you got really freaking big problems.
1: <laughs> I honestly, I don't. I wouldn't
0: buy Joe Gomez
1: yet. I think you're gonna. If you do it, I think you're gonna get burned by a few zeros.
0: Okay. All right. I just wanted to bring that up. That's good. Should we get to an Arsenal moment? I'm
1: curious to hear it. All right. <laughs> Are let's <you>? get to- <laughs> I mean, I'm,
0: I'm happy how
1: it went But, you know, I'm curious but, to hear
0: it Let's get to this moment So, I was thinking about In in taking this moment Not to, to bang on Venger Like everyone else because, because everyone else has been doing that before Venger you know out! But you know what, Brian? Screw it I'm gonna do it anyways I'm gonna bag on him like everybody else, Brian Okay You ready for this?
2: No, I don't care
0: I got three points. Three points. You ready? Yeah. I love that you don't care. Question number one. He is consistent in all the wrong areas. He is consistently playing players in the wrong areas. All right? So instead of starting players that fit the formation that you have out there, he's playing players who do the opposite, like Ozel, like Ramsey. This has happened... Multiple years in the past, where he wants to have Ozil and Ramsey in the field at the same time. Before, in the, before they used to do it in a when he was playing a four-two-three-one. He he would have Ozil in the middle of the pack, and then he would play Ramsey on a wing. Well, Ramsey was always ineffective there, and his numbers were always horrible because he and Ozil play the same position. They're best in a number ten position in the middle of the midfield, where the defensive responsibilities are not that much. But when you're playing in a 3-4-3 and you are playing next to Jaka, right in front of the defense. The weakest part of a, 4-3-4, of a 3-4-3 is right in is in the midfield because typically you're outnumbered. Your two in the middle of the midfield are outnumbered. And if you're not really good and really disciplined to stay in the middle of the field, the second you leave it is now a three-on-one in the middle of the field. Ramsey does not have the discipline. He wants to get forward too much to stay in the middle of the field. And that has been a massive issue. Then you have Ozil up on the wing who, he's not a wing player. He's, so you're asking him just to play out of position. He's not fast. He's not, he's not a Sanchez. He's not, I mean, he's a, yes, he's an excellent, uh, excellent with the ball at his feet. But he can't create from there. It's just, it's just amazing. And then he also consistently starts players who haven't been producing. In other words, Lacazette has been producing. Where'd he start? On the bench. I already said this. where do he start? He's on the bench. Consistently being consistent in the wrong areas which is really annoying. Then his substitutions are horrible. Horrible, horrible and his timing has been horrible the last two games. The results for the last two weeks are completely on the manager. And I it's it's just been it's been horrible. And then the other thing is this. This hasn't been an issue over the last couple of years but it's obviously an issue now it's building last year. He is responsible for creating an environment where players, good players, are wanting to leave, and that is a massive issue. It hasn't been a problem the last couple of years, and it seems to be now. If Chamberlain's leaving, one year he wasn't an academy player, but he's been there for about five years. He came over from Southampton when he was young, and now, uh, and now he wants to leave. And it looks like he's Chelsea's going to sign him. That says all I need to know. Sanchez is a, I don't Sanchez is, is up and down. He's an emotional player, whatever. I, I don't care about that. I can't read what's going on in the locker room, but when Chamberlain wants to leave, that's a massive issue. That is a good dude with a good attitude who shows up to work. And when he wants to leave, that is a telltale sign that now it's time for Wenger to leave.
1: I wonder if it has something to do with his his politics.
0: It
2: could be. He's a socialist, Brian. Yeah, I know that. Hey, what was Rob Holding playing for? (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you didn't say Rob Holding. Well, because listen. listen,
0: I mean, maybe you're right. Yeah. What was he playing for? Cole Sheenitz should have been there, in there. Anyway, so yeah, whatever.
2: What's Don't you love on? having Nacho Monreal playing as your center back?
0: You know, he usually isn't bad. There's, <laughs> But uh, everything was bad. It was all bad. Everything. It's it's, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. It's okay. so okay, embarrassing. So let's bring it.
2: I was going to well, ask Dave, because this is probably what you're going to say. Dave, is there one player yes. that plays for Arsenal this is good. that is worth owning Yes. at any position on the field? Great Currently, right now, I have right here in my notes.
0: Brian, would you like? Well, I'll read it for you. I'll have to show it to you. It says, no one on Arsenal at this moment. I question lineup and performances. Mm. There's no one. Right now, I don't know who's going to start. So, if Kolasinitz is playing, yeah, he's probably a good start but he continues to play people in the wrong formations. I Lord knows what the attitude of the club is. There's no one I want to own right now in Arsenal. No one. Meanwhile, the guy who leads our league right
1: now owns Firmino, Mane and Salah on Liverpool's side of the field.
2: There they have on. to play Very good. They have to play Bournemouth at home next week. Yep. An inspired Bournemouth based on this past week. Do you have any confidence in Arsenal at home? Against the cherries next week in two weeks. Listen, is, Eddie Howe is going to be auditioning for that job at Arsenal. Probably is.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I, I guess the, it, look, we need to move on. The thing I think is most disappointing about this is there's no way there's going to be a mid change. There's no way he could lose the next five games and it still wouldn't happen. So it's like it is what it is, and you just got to hope that he puts a lineup out there. That's good, and then you also have to be thankful that you're in the Europa League. So there's a chance that you could still make Champions League next year
2: because Lord knows you're not going to make top four right now. They're 16th. I have uh, I have two more things. I know we have to move on. One, Roberto Firmino, if you want to buy him for eight and a half dollars, you have about three hours Seriously? to be able to do that. Seriously, he, how, he, how has he not gone up yet? If if he, it's going to happen tonight. It will yeah, happen. but
1: that breaks our rule of not buying before an international break. Well, Scott, right. so listen, here, you cannot
0: break rules, but I saved 0. .7 points to use my wild card when I did. Brian would have, you know, wouldn't have gotten Zahad. You're right, because people can get injured. But I'm when I'm saying,
2: I mean, he's being purchased at a, at a rate that is in the hundreds of thousands. He was already at twenty percent ownership, and it's only—it's. I mean, it was going. It's it, going it, up and. I up.
0: guarantee you, by the time this pot is released and
2: produced, his price. Oh yeah, it, going no, out. it's going to happen tonight. Yeah. Um, so on Firmino, one—I mean, one of the huge changes is going—is from is people selling Kane to go to Firmino. That's one of the most popular fantasy Premier League changes. Uh. Okay, so people are doing that all over the place. I'm—I'm I'm not saying it's a good thing. Well, I'm just saying. They're it's, making a lot of money. Yes, it's an absolute t- – it's a wheelbarrow of fantasy Premier League bucks. What's four funny is billion, you're selling –
0: Four, four badillion
1: dollars. You're selling on Kane just when he is ready to start the season.
2: <laughs> right. It's true. So what I wanted to say is Roberto Firmino, I just wanted to give you guys – and I know to me the the immediate thought would have been he's got to fly to Brazil to go to do World Cup qualifying with Brazil. It has not typically mattered – in the way Klopp has used him, at least the nope. last three international breaks.
1: Because they go fly a private jet out to pick him up,
2: right? So every at the match after it was sometimes as soon as four days after uh, the World Cup qualifier for them to for them to, him to then come back and play for Liverpool. In every instance, he played. He played at least eighty-five minutes. He did not play less fewer than 85 minutes. However, in the last 3 international breaks, Roberto Firmino did not produce one goal or assist returning from international
0: break. Oh, it's good stat Look, there. Brian. I'm
2: just saying, that's not I mean that's a, it was against that's a really good stuff. Everton and it was Everton in April, uh, last November it was against Southampton, last October it was in Manchester United. So each of those matches, zero goal, zero assist, but he still played nearly the entire match coming off of the international an international break played, and, but didn't produce right.
0: And Firmino has been in the past; he has been an on-off-on type of a player. Right, he's he's produced those types of
2: the same thing things. for Mane because he has to go a ridiculous distance. Uh, they play uh, Senegal plays Burkina Faso in their World Cup qualifiers in the over the break. So when he played, it was March. March 2017, January 2017 for the African Cup of Nations and last November World Cup qualifiers. Each of those matches, he played 57 minutes in March coming off the, that break. Last January, he played; he was subbed on at 75 minutes uh, in, in a match against Chelsea. Last November against Southampton, he played the full 90. Uh, but he did score at least one goal. In one of those, man, breaks. that's good. That's good stuff. I'm Brian. just saying for I, I know it's a concern for international breaks for players that are traveling long distances. Yeah. Firmino's got to go far, Coutinho's going to go far, and that's uh, the South American players are always a concern. Uh, we can talk about Chris Wood way later, he's going ridiculous far. <laughs> uh, is he, is he on the Australian? He's, the, he's New Zealand, he's in New Zealand. Oh, okay. so but these guys are going a pretty good distance, I just think given their significance yeah. and importance to the team, I can't imagine that they're going to suffer by minutes.
1: I hear you, Brian, and what I'm hearing is use them with caution, but it would be ballsy to bench Firmino and Mane.
2: Oh, no, probably. yeah.
0: Well, but what if he doesn't start them then they come on as subs? I think that, for me, is, as an owner of both, Still worth it. is a
2: concern.
1: Still uh, the the thing no. is, they're coming. The, the story of the season has been subs scoring off the bench.
2: If it was, I my my feeling is, if it was, uh, if it was another Crystal Palace situation, they then yeah maybe there's subs, but it, they're coming back. It's uh, they, at they play, City, right? They play at City, and it's the first match. It's that it's the early match. Yeah. That Saturday, coming back it's off awful. the break, I just can't imagine that. Uh, it just seems like too important of a matchup at that point for them to bench such significant important players.
1: I mean seriously, why can't West Ham play Huddersfield that first? <laughs> <Yeah>. It <laughs> sucks for
2: Liverpool. It really does. That's
0: some horrible scheduling.
2: Anyway.
1: <sighs> Bournemouth 1, Manchester City 2. You 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 know what you just did, Brian? You took me from a high on Liverpool winning by four goals to the to the depths of Dave's depression. I'm
0: I, just telling cause, you because you you know it. I mean, you can I
1: feel do it. Know Th- it. There's there's danger. here. There
2: is danger. There's, there's danger. danger there. It's not the worst. Because it's not like our danger. defense is going
1: to hold City off. I, we got to outscore them. Right. Did we just move to the next game? You know what? We did. Charlie uh, Daniels. I didn't even
2: I didn't even bring up Salah because I'm assuming Egypt will have their own deal and it, we, there's but there's no precedent for his usage except that he's been. Used off the bench once already. Like, it <laughs> just true. seems to me there's a lot of risk with attacking players coming off of the uh, off of a long break for long travel for guys that are really important.
1: Hey,
0: you know
2: they've you been see, used extensively. I'm just saying you
1: might see Sturridge,
0: Origi might
2: get a start. Ariggy,
1: you <laughs> might see them all. <laughs> Solanke. what you hey, pronounce if, it? If you
2: want to play Vinaldum one week, it might be the week to do it. I mean he is he only is good in, in home games. Anyway, sorry, let's move on. Won.
1: Bournemouth won Manchester City to Charlie Daniels with the goal of the uh, week.
2: Charles. <laughs> Sir Charles. Holy you know, cow. Sir Charles For Daniels. For the last
1: two years Charlie Daniels has just been Mr. Steady. He's yeah. always up there in the points. And, you know, we didn't talk about him much to start this year either, but here he is again.
0: Well, he well look, one out of three games I guess is okay. What's his
1: total points on the year? Ten. I'm it's taking a that. A two,
2: a one, and a seven. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I was going to say he's one of those guys I think if you're going to have him, if you're going to have him, you just have him. Yeah, and hey, you exactly. play him and you just take what you get.
0: Anyhow, seems to be playing a 3-4-3. Three, Which is Daniels is really getting up the field. I mean, he's playing like a midfielder. So, you know, we love he's Victor. You know, Victor Moses, Marcus Alonso. That you know, Chelsea was the first ones to start doing it, and those defenders had value, uh, and you know, multiple others. And Charlie Daniels, I was going to start the year great, and and so if if like Brian said, if they're starting to kind of find their feet here, um, Charlie Daniels. He's at 5.0, but that might only be going
2: up, Brian. I was gonna say more like uh, Patrick Van Onholt from a couple years ago, where but he's better. Yeah, Charlie but Dane. I'm just thinking of a w- of w- a w- guy consistent. that's on a team that it, you know are gonna give up goals. They they like the, you're not. There's no way you're counting on a cherry's clean sheet no. on any week. But, no, it's
1: because he does corner kicks, and because he can score goals like this. Right. I think he take does he take PKs? I don't recall. He has. He's on the list. I, I love I love players that take PKs. Love Goals them. for City, Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling at the death.
0: Of course Jesus scored yeah. after I sold him. Yeah. I told you, man. Whatever. I told you. Yeah, but I don't trust Pep, man. I don't trust Pep and But and here's what this match taught us. And listen, last City year has not been good to start the year. They're lucky. Lucky no, lucky for this no, draw. they're not lucky. They're
1: really, really good, and they're just not quite playing up to their potential yet. But even when they're not playing up to their potential, they're still better than most of the Premier League middle class. Here's Actually, the thing.
0: Well, duh. Of <laughs> course they are. Of course they're better than the middle class. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. Even when they're not at their best, they're still better than the Premier League's middle class. That's exactly okay, what I Okay,
0: okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you.
1: Now, here's the thing, though. Last year, we said we learned – Pep favors Jesus over Aguero. Yes. And that's exactly what happened here. So it's still true. It still holds true. If you're going to own
0: one of them, got to own Jesus. Yeah. Do you think Pep listened to the podcast last week when I was slamming him that they had changed formation and they were bad and they changed back?
1: Yeah, I'm sure he, that was it.
0: Do you think he listened to me? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I do. All right. Good.
1: You know, he he l- hates the English media, but I think he loves American podcasters more.
0: Actually, we probably do rank higher than English media in Peps, his mind. <laughs> City, City just, I don't know, they don't look right yet, or and they're definitely not convincing.
2: Well, they guess they gave up an early goal to Charles Daniels.
0: Yeah, but you would think with that, with the lineups that they're putting out there with the talent and the talent that they have on the bench and the supposedly how they pay Pep's beautiful soccer or football or whatever he wants to call it, I don't see it. He's got a liability again. I mean, at, at goalkeeping, and the defense has been suspect. I, City, I thought City would be the favorites going into this year. I, I guess a lot of pundits probably thought that as well. But you look at it now, I don't see – I mean, current form, current form, they're absolutely behind Chelsea, and they are behind Manchester United.
2: Why can't you just credit – Eddie Howe's men for Liverpool for that matter. Why can't you just credit Eddie Howell's men for an inspired performance at home, trying to give the home fans something to something to care about after a horrible start to the season?
0: Yes, fair. Bournemouth did
2: play well. They played great. I thought they played. Other than Nathan Ake's brain fart, I thought they did. I thought they were awesome. They did play great. But
0: to Scott's credit, just reinforce what he said when I said "duh" a minute ago. Bournemouth played really well, but City even on an average day, should be better than that.
2: Shouldn't this have solidified the Nathan Ake versus Charles Daniels debate up to this point, or are you ready to still give Nathan Ake some Are you asking if I would
1: sell Ake for Charlie Daniels? Yes. Yes, I would.
0: Yeah, I would too. Yes, I
1: would. Or I'd sell both of them like I did last week. It's funny (laughs) because half Bournemouth Nathan Ake, and that's what I'm classifying last year when he was technically owned by Chelsea and loaned to Bournemouth, versus – Full owned by Bournemouth Nathan Ake. <laughs> Two totally different players. Yeah. I don't know if it's pressure. I don't know if he's over over trying. I, I don't know. I don't really get it. He was obviously exposed and, and made to look
0: probably poorer than he actually was you know in what? this match. You know what? They're, they're playing a different formation. He he was playing in the middle of a 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah, but if anything, he has more support. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a different formation. You're right. I hear you. I hear your point. I mean, He's they were saying- playing out of the
1: back, and he was the one back there who was he was having a- to distribute the ball forward, and 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 he was struggling to do it. Uh, he was made to. He was put in bad in bad places in a couple of pla- a couple of spots. You know, th- there's been a lot of controversy about whether or not his yellow card should have been red. I thought it was actually a good call by Mike Dean, but you know that seems to not be the prevailing uh, uh, belief among many of the pundits. He was made to look bad. You know, it might be early. I own him. I own him, Nathan Ake. It's not high on my list of, of, uh, of, of needed transfers from my squad at this point, so I probably won't do it right away. But if you're asking who would I rather own if I could just go ahead and do it, Charlie Daniels. Yeah. And that's not a reaction to a goal. That's a reaction to the last three years of history.
0: Is there any players, city players, anyone wants?
2: Yes. Who? Yes. Yes. Who? Who? David Silva, Dave.
0: He's got an 8, 2, and a 6. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. He's he, like the elder statesman that somehow continues to find his way into the lineup I mean, out there. He's, he's like bald he's, head now. Like, Just give him a cane.
2: Kevin DeBrana has experienced already a drop in price. He's been shipped out by a, a ton of people. If what, you're, am
1: I, what am I doing right now, Brian?
2: You're shaking your head.
1: You the, if
0: you're going to go for if you're going
2: to go for a if if you feel like you need city coverage and you want to make a straight swap within the team go straight to Silva.
1: Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. If I were to do that, what are the chances that DeBrano would suddenly put some major points up?
2: Based well, on it, based on where he's been playing comparative to Silva so far, he's playing much deeper in the in the field he's been he's been a far far more peripheral player even in this match where they where silva gets an assist silva still out bonus points him and De, debrana gets one on the uh, uh, one bonus point for the match so like even in a even in a day where there's not a huge return for city players it's still Silva over Kevin so far. KD, I, like KD B's
0: in his three games, three, two, and three. Yeah, I mean Silva
2: eight, two, and six. But I mean, right? He only had three this yesterday because of having one bonus point. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, to me, it's to me it's been. It, it Silva's been the one who's been far more aggressive, far more attacking yes. comparatively. Yes,
1: everything you're saying is absolutely true. But I just think KDB, gonna, there's going to be a match. As soon as I, as soon as I sell him, where he's going to drop at 12. That's
0: well, fine, but right now,
1: every, and man, every
0: moment you hold on to him, you're losing money. I
1: don't care about that. If, if I keep him all season long, his value can do whatever it wants. Listen, he's a, listen. He's if he excellent... ends the year with 180 points, I'm not going to remember that he scored eight in the first three weeks. And you all have to agree he is capable of scoring 180 points at the end of the season. Right
2: now, he is on pace for 90 points. <laughs> I get that. I totally
1: get that. But don't you think? Don't you think like
0: he's yeah, sure. going to improve? Yeah, sure. If his form picks up, I'll I'll consider buying him. But not now. That's why I sold him last week, and I Listen, saved myself the money that I would have lost if I would have kept him.
1: I just just want to be mean to you right now. Yeah, whatever. About hey man, standings? That's fine. Listen, three weeks in. No one can deny he has struggled, but I just think if I sell now, I'm selling high. No, I, I bought high, and I'm selling low, and that's not what you do. That's not what you do.
2: Right, now that his price has dropped.
1: Kate, I, and, and again, he is one of those guys where you, you guys know how I stand. I, I like to take my top players and I like to try to have at least, I mean, the goal should be to have the same 15 every week, the best 15 you can have with 100 pounds. That's the goal, right? All season long. And we know that to do that, you follow the form a little bit. You know, one t- free transfer is either just enough or a little bit behind enough to where you can kind of keep up till you need to use your wild card each half of the season. KDB is not coming out of my squad anytime soon. Good. Keep keep taking threes and
0: twos with him. He
1: is this year's, I'm going to go ahead and just say, he's this year's Christian Erickson. He is this year to what Christian Erickson was last year. At this point last year, you guys were laughing in my face very literally on this podcast because Christian Erickson, (laughs) the guy I said would be the highest rated midfielder at the end of the season, had scored like five points.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: And he finished, what, third, fourth in overall midfielder scoring last year? He Mm -hmm. turned it on. And guess who kept him all season long and scored every one of those points?
0: Sure. But why can't I score why can I score Monet's points right now while KDB's doing nothing and then when KDB starts scoring, then I'll just maybe do a swap.
1: Because when you buy KDB, it's gonna be after he drops a twelve.
0: So when I lose one twelve, whatever.
1: Nah, I'll stick with it. If in the I, meantime, I I'm a, not
0: getting his twos and
1: threes. If that's fine, that's fine. But you want to chase? You want to go ahead and play the lottery every week and and chase that down? I mean, you you've already used your wild I'm card. I'm not
0: playing the lottery. I just would like to see his form get higher than my 1.7. And by the way, now that you know you've done your wild card, oh, yeah. and you're going
1: to have to take negative fours when you need to do more than one free transfer a week.
2: Well,
1: his 12 no longer has
0: nearly as much. Yeah, meaning. but I, I'm not going to be making a change next week, so I'll have two in the bank. Be ready to rock. All right. Oh, man, this lineup's just a ball of fury. Yep. Eighth place? <laughs> is that what you said? Very early. All right. The
1: other thing we have to talk about really quick is Raheem Sterling, red card. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming that isn't revoked, he'll be suspended. That was a
0: little little harsh. Uh,
1: you know what? Okay. <laughs> Here's what I love. I, Here's what I love about this. Everyone who has been opposed to the, to the red card, their sentence has started this way. I know it's the letter of the law. But it shouldn't have been a red card. I'm sorry. What do we have besides the law to dictate the rules of what needs to happen? I don't understand. If it's the letter of the law, then it was
0: the right call. Let's be a little fair. Fair to what? The law? It was. It was the right call, Dave. Well, when the fans, when the entire city stands, literally stands, come on the field... Did Raheem Sterling have to run all the way to them?
1: He was one or two. Did Raheem Sterling have to run all the way outside of the touchline into the crowd? Did he have to do that? Could he have gone halfway? Could he have gone to the touchline and still avoided running into the fans?
0: He went two steps past the. When you
1: make your own decisions, you have to live with the consequences of those decisions. The red card was absolutely the right one. He didn't have to do what he did. I don't care if the fans come all the way onto the pitch. He didn't have to run into the crowd. And I get part of the way he was pushed. I get that. I totally get that. I Honestly, the only thing Mike Dean did wrong was not giving more City players red cards in that situation.
0: All the fans were on the field. He, they weren't on the field.
1: They were just off the touch. They were on the
0: pitch. No, they were on the field. They weren't on, They weren't over the touchline. Yes, they, were. they weren't over the – you're right. Honestly, they were not over I'm not going to argue with line. you about that because it you're wouldn't right. have mattered. Right. It no, wouldn't you- have mattered.
1: You don't run into the crowd when you do – you get carded. He wanted to do a Lambo leap, Scott. Fine, and he suffered the consequences. <laughs> I, you know, if, if, if he's fine with getting a second yellow card in that situation, great, fine. No argument here. Because that's what happens when you run into the crowd. I just, I don't understand people who say, I get, I get that that's the rule,
0: but come on, you don't do that. Yeah, you do? Well... I didn't say that. That's guess, why it's the rule. I didn't. I didn't say that. I, just I know said you not. It's a I know you're harsh. not. I'm talking about, about Alan harsh. Shearer and
1: yeah. all these yeah. other guys on all yeah. these British all right. networks well, are saying enough. it's it's not a car. And even in, in on NBC here in the states, they're like, "This is harsh." No, it's not. Mike Dean followed the rule. The only thing he didn't do was follow it as far as he should. This match should have ended ten on or eleven on six.
0: I, I feel like this is coming from the the Liverpool disdain you have for Raheem. You know, Simmons. I just
1: realized in this moment that City play Liverpool next and well, he's not I honestly that, that didn't fuel any of this that would have benefited liverpool a lot had that <laughs> happened yeah. but honestly i just like i just don't understand i mean you want to say that maybe there's an interpretation yellow or red or or you know no card or yellow that's fine but to say yeah he broke the rule that says you get a yellow card but you don't give him a yellow card then you've just lost all meaning in the rule book the rule book law loses all meaning if that's what you're gonna say no, absolutely, it was the right decision. Absolutely.
2: Former players hate it. Legalists love it. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. It's just, I mean, what,
0: that's fine, Scott. You're the legalist. <laughs> On to the next match.
2: <laughs> Letter <laughs> of the law versus spirit of the game. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's yeah. hard. I
1: love the I love the the dig at all of us in Alan Shearer's words. So clearly, if you think that's a card, then you've never scored at the end of the yes, game.
2: Alan Shearer. Thank you, Alan.
1: Know. <clears throat> You're great. Manchester United to Leicester City, nil goals in this one for Marcus Rashford and Maron Fellaini.
0: Because because I saw that coming.
1: Well, here's the thing, though. The story is not in the goal scores, although okay, Rashford maybe.
0: This was the, this
1: was a great game. This was a good game. Yeah, but this is about Romelu Lukaku missing a penalty kick. Listen, yeah. How many people captained him
2: to a zero? A, a lot, a lot. He was the most captained player in Fantasy Premier League. I did Point not early. captain him,
0: but he still hurt. Neither my did life. I. I switched it
1: last minute to money.
0: I think what's fascinating now, which seeing the broadcast, and maybe they've been doing this for years. But, like, players – do players know that when they go up there – like, in other words, Schmeichel has to know before the game. And, and I've never been in a in a Premier League uh, locker room or or whatever. they What's a – is it a locker room? What's it called? Dressing room. Mm-hmm. Before a game. I've never seen the whiteboard that maybe has some uh, things kit, drawn on it. Kit that, shed. Yeah. <laughs> In the kitchen? Okay. That sounds dirty and <laughs> like you something wrong with children.
2: I believe they get. But
0: I got to believe that whoever the goalkeeping coach is and or the manager, whoever, comes to the goalkeeper before every match. Because if I was the manager and or goalkeeping coach, this is what I would do. I would go to him and say, hey, listen, so-and-so is their penalty taker. 70, 80% of the time, the penalty taker, in this case Lukaku, and or you could say, hey, in the last ten penalties, he's gone not he's gone to the right nine different times. So just go right. Like so you're there's asking, statistics on it.
2: You're and, asking for every team to have an analytics manager.
0: Imagine that. That would be so nuanced. That'd be so amazing. Hey, Schmeichel goes right. He goes where the numbers go. Lukaku they flashed the. They flashed a little goal up on the screen, and, and all the green dots and red dots, you know, they go up there, yeah. Scott? And how we went left, or technically, as you're looking at it left, to Schmeichel's right, the it last, it's like six times. Yep. Schmeichel goes that way, and he blocks it. Shocker! Shocker.
2: Which was more egregious, Schmeichel's being off his line or players <laughs> encroaching the post kick?
1: It's like the free throw in the NBA, you know, until (laughs) referees decide to actually uh, referee that type of thing. Man. Then it's going to continue to get worse and worse.
2: The thing that I was most sad (laughs) about was that Anthony Martial started, and I thought this is it. You you thought this is his chance. This is is the start when he's going to be out there every time from now on. And, of course, course he he does does nothing.
0: And then, of course, Rashford comes in. Maybe it's that position. Whoever comes in as the sub, whether, like, in other words, if Rashford comes in, he scores. If Martial comes in as a sub, he scores. Like, whoever starts there is doomed for nothing. But whoever comes in as a sub does well.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hey, Dave, your uh, Pogba Mkhitaryan bet is uh, off to a flaming
0: start. Oh, it's a a dead heat, Brian. You know who the two top midfielder scorers are in the All-Fantasy Premier League? I know. Henrik Mctarian and Paul Pogba tied.
2: Uh is there's nothing there's nothing bad about Leicester that you can say here right? They they sure tried their hardest. Just didn't work out for them. They were they were climbing an impossible no, listen, mountain.
0: Leicester is a good mid-table team. I just wonder why you say that's, that's, I just wh- wonder how that, how how their t- their squad's going to be affected with there's a lot of, of rumors about them selling a few other players, so I just wonder how that's going to that's going to affect them, and and to counteract that, they might be buying some players. But Why'd you
2: sell Harry Maguire? I never owned Harry; Harry.
0: otherwise, I'd still I'd still I have him.
2: Getcha! <laughs>
1: um, Harry Maguire was solid. He was BBC's man of the match uh, in their recap of this. He's currently—I know it's early to do this—but he's he was eight, he's eighth overall in defender scoring. He's he's playing a lot. He had a knock, and they still started him. He yeah. still played, and he played well. He's he's definitely back there. Uh, sorry, Robert Huth. Uh, Huth. You're you're, yeah. you're on the bench, sir.
0: Hey, can we look? I, Schmeichel. I don't know. He, he might be a good owner as a as a goalkeeper. Here. He's not expensive. 5.0. His last two games a six and a nine. Moraes. I don't know what to think of him. He's he's in the league. I, mean, I know.
1: It seems so, like he will be, but he's. I think he's ninth right now among midfielders. Yeah. But I just don't know what to careful. think
0: about many of the Leicester players, but I do know what to think about. Manchester United players, whether it's a midfielder, whether it's a striker, whether it's a defender, whether it's a goalkeeper, all have been doing excellent.
1: Oh, and by the way, um, don't look now, but Mourinho's been pretty consistent with his lineups.
0: He has been. Yeah. Listen, and one thing I do hate about Mourinho, too, is – he never does business. He does all his business early. Like he's not a manager He's like, oh, let me try to let me try to sign someone at the trade deadline. Not like the other ex. Not there. like French. I mean not not like French. Not like Wenger, who, you know, is kind <laughs> of what a douche. I shouldn't even brought him up again.
2: Hey, file to the uh, somebody get a uh, injury protocol for the Premier League. Uh, thanks for Jose Mourinho telling us that Phil Jones has been playing at pain threshold because he has an ankle issue, but he's just going to keep playing through hey,
0: it. Phil Phil Jones, because he saw the Mourinho give uh, publicly shame Luke Shaw, and was it Smalling last year? Mm-hmm. Phil Jones is he like he, I'm surprised even Mourinho even knows about.
2: That. I wonder what's going to happen whenever Phil Jones reaches match fitness. <laughs> listen, I mean, whenever um, we said sorry, this. I wonder what's going to happen whenever Luke Shaw reaches match fitness. I wonder if he's going to actually get a shot. Yeah, will, will, he he sure ever will. Reach, will he ever reach match fitness?
1: Uh, he'll do it in
2: the care about cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, listen,
1: Brian, <laughs>
0: we said this last week. Phil Jones. Is the easiest way into the Manchester United defensive lineup? Yep, at a five point one. Yep, he's up. Six. He's already up point one seven, and and he's gone up since we mentioned it last week. A six, six, and a seven. You can't Um,
2: pick wrong in the in their defense right now. No, you cannot. No, you cannot.
0: Unless you own Luke Shaw.
2: Unless you own. Well, (laughs) he hasn't been
0: playing. Oh right right. David de Gea, he's he's sort of expensive for a goalkeeper. Oh, man, he's been getting results. Points are points. Yeah, points that's true. Points.
1: Tottenham won, Burnley won. I can now sit back and do all the gloating I want to because while Ollie and Erickson have put up some decent points in the midfield, everything we said about Tottenham Hotspur in the month of August ended up being true. Harry Kane, yet again, no goal. In the month of August I
0: was this so, year, I was so disappointed. I definitely, Dave, Dave
1: you were you were certain he was going to get a hat trick in this one.
0: Yeah, Brian talked me into it, man.
1: Why would you think that?
2: Curses are curses. That is, curses the, are meant the to plain be broken. Superstition of yeah. it is yeah. by far yeah. the <laughs> worst analysis this podcast has yes. ever given. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, like,
1: and yet it's always been true.
2: Here's what. Here is what is unbelievable. This is why Harris... Hold on, hold
1: on. I, for those who are listening at home, Brian has a look of disdain that he's never had on his I, face in the history of this pod. It's because... I'm actually feeling really guilty right it now. It is
2: inexplicable. Even though I'm right. Listen.
1: Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Listen, ahead.
2: Harry Kane, he is by far... He is. He is close. His August performance is close to getting... We might need to rename the Wasteful Player award in that month to august harry kane (laughs) wasteful player of the week award it
0: is wow entering the match last week Harry.
2: harry kane was first or second in every single possible attacking statistic he was first in shots going into the match with 14 he added 10 to that in the burnley match Ten more shots. He had ten shots himself in the Burnley match? He had ten shots.
0: (laughs) I think
1: that speaks to his desperation.
2: Listen, he had ten shots inside the penalty area going into the week. He had nine shots from open play, five from set pieces, two of them off the woodwork. Five shots were blocked. He had six shots blocked against Burnley. Uh Spurs had created 64 chances going into so far, they've created 64 chances in three weeks, most in the Premier League. Five of those were big chances, what they're calling a statistically big chances. Three of the five went to Harry Kane. <laughs> he did not get, as we know, a goal. He is setting himself up. Last for season,
0: a massive
2: September. Last season, Harry Kane through three matches had two shots in in the penalty area this season in three matches 18 shots in the penalty area he had two in i don't know if you heard me he had two shots in three matches inside the penalty area last season two this season 18 of his shots were in the penalty area. That's a 900% increase. This
0: is, is the not? thing.
2: Okay, so this is of, of all of these <laughs> and a 0% uh, those are goal all increase. those are all crazy. And there it's the most insane thing that you'd say there's a it's impossible that he did not put one in the net. One of the stats, there's under stat.com. They have a they have a calculation that factors in what they're calling expected goals. Okay? So they're factoring in all of the things that could that go into a player's shot, to, to determine a, a a rate at which those shots should go in, where Does you could expect the goal to happen.
0: Does that include like their home life? Well, I don't know if that factors okay. in. Sure that
2: I'm sure that plays into it. Sure. Okay. At okay. some okay. point, okay. but I don't know how you analyze. I don't know where the well, analytic I, is I, on. I don't
0: that. know how good their statistics are. Uh,
2: so through three matches, Harry Kane's expected goal rate. Is two point five five through three matches. So, based on everything he's done, the expected goal rate is is two over two, a little over two, two, and, two and a half. half. Right. Wow. For just for comparison's sake, there's only two other players that were ahead of him in that statistic Firmino- so far through Fir- this, through three games. Firmino and Lukaku, Lukaku, and Salah oh. are the only two that are ahead of him. Lukaku at a a 3.01, and Salah at a 2.81. Lukaku got three goals. Salah had two goals and an assist. Every other player in the top 10 of that metric got at least one goal. He's the only guy (laughs) that did not kick a ball into the net out of the top 10 of the players who rate the highest in expected goals. There is... it is. Absolutely, it is unbelievable that a ball did not go into the net. So what unbelievable exactly? that it did not happen. What exactly, Brian, should we take from that?
1: I'll tell you what we should take from that. He's cursed. He's cursed in August, and the club is cursed at Wembley, oh. and that's all the analysis that I need. Oh,
2: oh my, my goodness! Hey,
1: Brian you did a great job of counteracting my lack of analysis with excellent analysis yes, of your own. That
2: was excellent, but
1: I, it, it all leads to the same
2: it thing. It is the in the end, Harry Kane. In the end, it's true. Why it, did
1: you? Why? Why did? Why did you own him? You just listen, thought it was going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. It was. It was going to break out. I. I agree. Like, come on. Are we really to think that there's a, a witch out there stirring a pot, saying a little jingle,
2: cursing Harris Cain? Well, you know, uh, it's within the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. I am not go- I'm not going to deny that that's not happening. Here's I'm not everywhere all the time. Oh, Here's okay, all I sure. know to be yeah. true.
1: Here's what I know to be true. I didn't own a single spur during the first three weeks of the season. And I get there were some points out there to be had. Ali and Erickson are both in the top eight in midfielders. Doesn't matter. Especially with Harry Kane. I'm not going to own him in August until he breaks the curse. I'm not going to try to guess when that's going to happen. Based on all those shots, Brian, that you mentioned, all those high numbers and the statistics and all that stuff, you know what that means? That means he knows he's not good in August, and he tried really hard to break out of it. Maybe he tried a little too hard. I do know that he had one decent, really decent, you want to call it half chance at worst, in this match where he had a clear shot at Heaton on goal mm-hmm. tough angle maybe but he, it was him and Heaton and that was it and he hit it right to Heaton yeah and based on all the numbers you gave based on his history based on that shot we have done something on this pod and that is we have given Harry Kane the ultimate Cameron Jerome wasteful player of the
2: week it is wasteful to a degree that will define that is defining of his it's
1: almost I mean, he's almost paid for new sponsorship of that award, apparently.
2: Hey,
0: should Spurs fans be concerned? Yeah, with, with their first three results? Well
1: Yeah, they should. They should, because this is less to do with Harry Kane and the curse, and it's more to do, you know, I, I'm going to tell you why I'm concerned for Spurs when this match, when the final whistle blew on this match the roar from the burnley fans was so loud i thought they were playing at turf more for a second
0: Mm
2: -hmm. that's the
1: funny thing there's a funny thing about playing at wembley men and blazers mentioned this last week i'll give them credit everyone thinks that playing at wembley is a big deal and so every time you play spurs you're playing a match that in your mind it's kind of a big deal because you're playing it at wembley so immediately it's not a home match for spurs there's no home pitch advantage you're gonna get your you're gonna get the opposition's best because they're going to a special place. Mm. On top of that, when you have I don't even know what's what's Wembley's seating capacity. It's like 90,000. I mean, it's huge, right? Yeah. That's I a lot of away seats. Like 80. That's a lot of away seats. I get your crowd's gonna be loud, but I mean, you know, I've got ten, tens in the tens of thousands of away fans sitting there too. Yeah. That turfmore crowd was loud. Yeah. When the final whistle blew after Burnley just scored. Now I get there, Club had just scored. Chris Wood put in his first goal for the clarets. A good moment for him. No, I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them for the same reasons we were worried about West Ham last year at London Stadium. In my mind, it's kind of the same principle. Now, the good news for Spurs is their their time at Wembley is going to be short. It's going to be one year. Mm -hmm. West Ham's at London Stadium for good. But I, I see it as the same issue. They're in a new place. We saw what that transition looked like for West Ham last year. It was not easy for them. It wasn't home. And until you play at a place that feels like home, you have no advantage.
0: All right, what are we to think about Spurs' defensive players? Because I I know that with Erickson, Ali, and Kane, no one's minds are really changing. I mean, prices have have risen a little bit. Mine will change
1: about Kane now that the
2: calendar is shifting. Okay, but what about the defense? Ben Davis is the one who's up the most. Uh, Kieran Trippier is in trouble with his starting spot.
1: Really? I mean, the longer that Spurs keep giving up goals
2: i think everyone that's seen karen trippier so far has said like this guy can't be the guy and yeah, what uh, happened now to the that, guy
1: who relieved kyle walker last year
2: Well, that thats exactly that's exactly it i mean to be fair i mean he he comes straight off an injury gets back in the starting lineup gets injured again and now they've got uh who is it sanchez Davinson Sanchez
1: <laughs> Davinson Sanchez Yeah, do we know what position he'll play in the back? Yeah, I mean, he's
2: can, he's going to he's going to give Trippier a run for his money. Okay. So, so I, I
0: shouldn't be on the buy train with Trippier dropping to a 5.4? Probably not. I four.
2: don't th- I you know, that was one of the most tempting dr- price drops in a long time whenever he when it first happened and and he was going to play again, but I don't think you could do it. In you, this
1: case, there's a reason why his price is going down. But Tottenham aren't getting the results. He's not getting the points, and he potentially is going to lose his place. is Not Not that this matters that much, but isn't Sanchez a club record signing for Spurs?
0: Come on, That's really? a really good question. I'm pretty sure he is. There hey, was
2: only a way to find that out. If
0: only. Listen, what does this result tell us, this 1-1 one, one result? Does this tell us? What is, does this result it's, say more about Spurs or Burnley?
2: I just think it's I just think it's 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 all in their heads. They they subbed Christian Eriksen off at 85 minutes or something like that to bring in Harry Winks. Like the, they they just needed to see a game out. Toby Alder-Vereld said that yeah. we just we have to close out games like this. The more that they do not finish, they they, they easily could have seven points out of the first three. They don't. Burnley, they have four, so they're still in ninth. I mean, if you like on the on the on the glasses half full side of this, I mean they had uh, they had two just soul crushing, like last second defeats and you know a dropping of points in the past two weeks, that only fuels all of the the curse of Wembley talk, and it's in. I mean, to me. If they can get one good result, if they can do it once, at least it's something to build on. They get, they had this exact same thing, and now it's they they're it's to me it's a, it is how mentally tough is this team? But the bad thing for them is that Victor Wanyama is hurt; he doesn't play in that match. So now the depth issue. I mean you're it's it's front and center. it's already ca- it's already caught up to him.
1: But here's the thing, Spurs are going to look so different after the window closes. They're going to buy late. They're going to buy a bunch of guys. It they they're, they're going to be fine I think in the end. I don't think they're going to be you know, I mean I already made a bet with you that they would be 6th or lower. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. Burnley, I you think should. they might they might challenge for what Bournemouth did last year, finishing ninth in the table. Listen, that can
0: be Burnley. Burnley's played away They've played three games like everyone, and played away at Chelsea, at Spurs, and have come away with four points. Burnley does that. They're good. The the key for them is going to be yeah, but they've always been good at home, right? But they've been that's a good point. Yep. So my point being, they've been good on the road right now as well. They they lost to uh, to home. They lost at home to West Brom. But listen, four points out of from Chelsea and Tottenham. Man, they gotta be jumping for joy!
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, after my prediction, I'm not gonna overreact. I'm, I'm, you know, sell Chris or uh, sell Sam Vokes. Yeah. With Chris Wood there, that's not gonna last long anymore. Sam Vokes, he was he was in August. He was the week one buy, right? He was the guy you buy for week one. Not not anymore. He he's a good one, a good candidate to sell. You want to buy Chris Wood? Maybe. I mean, I think he came in at a six and a half.
2: He is six and a half.
1: So you know that might go up a touch now that well, he scored I, a goal. I would
2: just say, I mean, just f- for travel's sake, I can't imagine it's a good idea to pick him up right now anyway. Because he's, he's, gotta, he's flying he's like 36,000 miles or something like that for uh-huh. New hey, Zealand.
0: Last year, Tom Heaton was the the bell the bell at the ball, Scott, yeah. for all fantasy keepers. The low price guy who was just crazy productive. That doesn't seem like that's been happening this year. Neither the Burnley defense, although they've only played one game at home. They their upcoming schedule, they well, their upcoming schedule is is Crystal Palace at Liverpool, Huddersfield at Everton. So That's I just hard. wonder, I just wonder uh, if their defense is going to continue to be eh, so so, and if Heaton continues to be eh so so.
1: Yeah, potentially there uh, that that might potentially be the case.
0: But One thing I do want to say,
1: you talk about Tottenham not being able to close out matches, mm-hmm. Brian. I had a thought during the you know Chelsea won late last week. We saw City win late this week. We saw Spurs give away points late this week. Um, Watford, uh, Watford, I think, scored late on Liverpool. Uh, you know, it's funny. I had this thought. There's a lot of matches that are being decided in the last five minutes, ten minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. The title is going to go to the club that is the best at closing in out the those last, last ten, 10 minutes. minutes. That's fair. The last ten minutes of matches is going to decide the champion, the championship this year. And uh, it, it that just it stood out to me so clearly. And that's why I think Chelsea and City I mean, they're they they're the two best clubs in the final ten minutes right now. United haven't been challenged to that place in the right. in a match yet, so we don't know. But Chelsea and City have have stood up to the ten minute test. I'm gonna use that phrase a lot this season. I just
0: have Oh wow, look good. at that. Look at you. Ten minute test. I like that.
1: West Brom won, Stoke one. Goals from J Rod and Peter Crouch, two of our two of our favorite bottom feeder forwards. Jeez, oh, um, here's the thing though, uh, you know Rondon started, but it looks like um, you know Tony Pulis isn't happy with his forward options, so don't go running out after West Brom forwards yet. Peter Crouch, I mean he's what third on the depth chart for forwards for Stoke. Yeah, Hesse didn't do nearly what he did in his first match against Arsenal.
2: 61 minutes, and Crouch Scott? was the sub on for him
0: got his his headset, real or fake. Uh,
1: You know, when I bought him last week, I said that it didn't matter. I didn't care. It didn't matter to me if he had matches like this because at six, I was fine with that every once in a while. Okay. So, uh, you know, know, he's one of those guys. I'm going to keep him in there. He's going to put up 11. He's going to put up three. He's going to put up one. He's going to put up seven. He's going to put up two, two, three. And I'm going to own him the whole time, and I'm going to be just fine because I'm going to get good points from him in my fourth midfield spot. All right. Uh, you know, <laughs> the goal for Crouch uh, only came about because of your man mountain, Dave, at the back. Now, I will say this. I ridiculed you after week one's podcast because you wanted to get um, Ahmed Higazi. Yeah. Immediately, you wanted to jump on that. I did. Sometimes being quick is a good thing. Sometimes it burns you. You're buying a lottery ticket. You usually don't win the lottery. It's true. But Higazi's been a good purchase early if he jumped on the board of that train. Uh,
0: as quickly as He's you could. He's the second highest scoring midfielder.
1: You know, once upon a time there was a uh, a man named Fred Merkel who uh, played for the New York Baseball Giants back in uh, 1908. He was a rookie, and he cost the San- the uh, New York Giants at the time a uh, a pennant really by making a base running error that eventually became known as Merkel's boner.
0: Mm. Markle's boner.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. First thought I had after this match ended was, was I think, Man,
2: people in the 1930s, the United States really love to use the word boner. It's mm. true.
0: Can I, can I, is that like a thing? Can I Wikipedia that thing? Like Markle's boner? I mean, be careful what computer you use, but yeah,
1: absolutely. Got you. As soon as this match ended, the only thing I could think of was, well, we just witnessed Higazi's boner. Mm. Yeah.
0: It was that bad. Yeah, take I, a look, I, I take a look at that. I didn't watch it. It was <laughs> I, Stoke and well, West uh, Brom. I didn't. Even, I mean, there's just nothing there to even concern myself with. Well, Although I think
2: it's the same. I think it's still the same concern. Boner or no boner. <laughs> the the point is, Tony Pulis didn't seem too concerned with it. He he chalked it up to simple miscommunication between Foster and Hagazi I think the concern is still the same with him. It, it gareth mccauley and johnny evans should both be back after the international break i wonder if it's it's it, it i mean one of those guys got to come back in uh who knows if johnny evans gets sold or not i mean everyone keeps throwing offers at, at west brom for johnny evans
1: i mean if you take out Hagazi's boner west brom looks really good right now to start yeah. the season they look good that's
2: yeah, true they do. yes they look really good hey Alan Nyam Well rushing third in defender rushing the Premier League what so far. I was far. gonna say.
0: So West Brom in the past is usually Craig Dawson and McCauley. For some reason right now it's Hagazi and Nyam, but they are second and third in all defender scoring.
2: Hey.
1: It's early, but I mean that's that's significant. And J V jumped on that and you're getting a lot of those points.
0: Listen, Hagazi is the only player to have gone up .3 points, period. Point 0.3 I'm sorry not point 0.3 points point bidillion dollars and
2: he's still he's not even this even this this round he's the highest transfer he's the most transferred in defender of all defenders even after a massive massive error he got he got bonus points defense. this week yeah sure in defense oh yeah
0: oh
1: uh, well done brian thank you you know as predictable as uh, Tottenham's Wembley Curse was, yeah. West Brom's fast start was equally predictable. Yeah, sure, and we're seeing it pay off for owners of the baggies.: <laughs> Crystal Palace nil, Swansea two goals from Tammy Abraham and Jordan I.U. Hey, Tammy Abraham. That's a nice goal.
2: Yeah, and Tammy Abraham is going to get more chances as Swansea's schedule gets easier and easier. It just depends on how much and how well he and Fernando Llorente can play together.
1: How much can you just how much can you trust owning a swan at this point?
2: This much. <laughs> I'll tell you. This Joe. tiny tiny bit. Hey, what about
0: Kyle Naughton Brian?
2: If you started the season, in a segment we like to call If you started the season with Kyle Naughton, congratulations.
0: <laughs> hey, Kyle Naughton a 4.5-billion-dollar own, mm-hmm. 19 points on the season. Yeah, tied with Harry Maguire and Phil Jones.
2: 7, 0, and a 12. Kyle Naughton has accumulated the seventh most fantasy Premier League bonus points in the bonus point system up to this point in the season. That's my Kyle I mean. Kyle Naughton is not bad. No. And he, when he has played for Swansea even in the past, even last year. And okay, let's okay, – hold, right.
0: hold on. Before Scott comes in with his, you know, his mallet and starts bashing everything that we're saying, <laughs> Swansea's upcoming <laughs> schedule, Newcastle at Spurs, right? So we all obviously know that that gives them an advantage because Wembley. And then Watford and at West Ham, and they have the London Stadium curse. Man, Swansea, Kyle Naughton, Brian, maybe the owner of the week, 4.5.
1: Kyle Naughton, if you say to me – I own him in that four to five spot Mm -hmm. where I play him in either a back three or a back four, strictly dependent on matchups. If that's what you are telling me, then I'm all for it. I might do the same thing. I would
2: advocate. What do
1: you think about that, Dave? I would advocate Mm, for no
2: more than Kyle Naughton being a fourth Defender choice
1: at four and a half. You can do that. And yes. again, it's got to be based on matchups. He put seven up at Southampton zero against Manchester United 12 against Crystal Palace. It's it's entirely based on matchups at you know Swansea. They're pegged right now at a specific place in the table. It's not that high, but against clubs that are in that same area, they might be decent.
0: In the next three out of four and yes. They have a very favorable schedule. So if
1: you have a defense where you can have him as your fourth or fifth most expensive and you are able to play a back three or a back four and only put him in if the matchup is favorable, go for it. Go for it. Well done, Brian.
2: Get well soon, Wilfred Zaha.
0: Hey, can I say something really quick? Oh, geez. How many games did Bob Bradley make it when he was coaching the Swans? Like, before he got let go? Eight. Does Frank DeBoob make it that far? I don't know, man. That dude is—he might. We we've had a lot of curses. He might—he might be cursed himself. They got
2: problems, man.
0: They got big problems right now. Then, and because of that, there is no, absolutely no, Crystal Palace player that has any fantasy relevance. What? Hey, if you're
2: listening to this podcast and you made it this far, congratulations. Also, uh. If you own Scott Dan or Patrick Van Onholt, so and, and you still have a transfer left, get them out. Sell, 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 sell. Their price is going down tonight. Sell them. Yeah, I mean it's a good point. I,
1: he obviously isn't connecting with his players, and at this point, he kind of has to. This isn't Ajax. Like you can control those young players and be that hard ed you know, rough edged manager and, and run it like a college football coach, like a hard nosed college football coach. But now Crystal Palace, he's gotta come in and he's gotta he's gotta act like he's coaching adults. He's gotta be an NFL coach now. And he's not. He doesn't know how to do that.
0: Every week that he continues to to fail, I'm going to call him something different. Okay. Last week it was Frank DeBoring. This week it's Frank Deboob. Well it's okay. very good. And you
1: know, while I still can, I'm going to make Frank DeBore the focus for my manager quote of the week. Great.
0: Oh, that should be good.
1: I can't do an accent. I haven't heard him speak yet, but this is what he said. It wasn't until after we were 2-0 down that we showed we really can play. It is a very hard lesson for us. We have to show some balls from the first
0: second of the game. Mm. Like like balls into the box?
1: No, I think he means like testicles. Cojones.
0: Mm. Mm, interesting.
2: Yep. Well, I hope they find those.
1: <laughs> Ahmed Agassi maybe can help. <laughs> Newcastle 3, West Ham 0. Yosalu, Kieran Clark, and your boy, Dave, Alexander Mitrovich.
2: Boy, is he lucky. <laughs> Alexander. Oh, Alexandar. Alexandar put an elbow on one of the West Ham defenders. Uh, Almost immediately after he came on, that drew some uh, the questionable decision making comments from the mm. match announcers. So, mm. and then he scores a goal, so it's all forgiven, forgotten.
1: I guess. Uh, you know, is Newcastle on the way up, or is West Ham just this bad? Boy, <laughs>
0: man, I don't think bad. West Ham's this bad. I really don't. Look, they got first, problems, man. The first three games that they've played have all been away. Okay, so let's give them that they've been playing on the road they kind of got they got embarrassed this week let's just be honest three a three0 to Newcastle at this point in the season sort of embarrassing they're up three of their next four games are against Huddersfield at West Brom and Swansea
1: that is that is Slaven Bilic's last chance yes those three matches
0: you gotta do something soon
2: man yep I mean you Lucky them, they got Lanzini back. Lanzini played forty five minutes. That can only help them.
1: I got Lanzini back in our draft league. Finally, yeah. Did
2: you? You yeah. put in for him?
1: Actually, I think I sold. I think I waived. I think I. Saw. Yeah, I, I, I saw, saw him available.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, when they get, if they can get a full team, I mean, even in the even in this, when IU gets cleated across the bridge of his nose, he's laying there bleeding. All I could think is, this is like. They can't catch one break. Oh, yeah, no. And and it's and Robert Snodgrass. Everything Robert Snodgrass said this week after he got moved to Aston Villa. I mean, he blamed Billage. He wow. just said the manager did not play me in the right position. It's his. I he wanted me to replace Dimitri Piat I don't play that position. That's his fault. Yeah. Like he, I I can't be effective out of position. Yeah. That's on the manager. I, I mean, well, who sounds, knows?
0: Sounds like a fair analysis.
1: You know, it's true. You know. Obviously, uh, you know, a cleat to the face, that's not an injury that you can predict or that's not like a training issue or anything like that. But on the whole, you know, clubs that are suffering from major injury, you know, looking at West Ham, obviously, number one. You know, Arsenal had been in there until recently. You know, even Liverpool to some degree under Jurgen Klopp you know you got to look at that and say there's something in the culture there there's something that's in in the schedule (laughs) that's that's maybe causing some of these injuries but something like that you can't predict and that's obviously hard for west ham to have that on top of what already is occurring
0: what are we gonna make of chicharito
2: chicharito he's gonna
1: be he's gonna be that player he's gonna be that player that's gonna have great matches and then a, a, a string of low matches He's just another one of those guys. You got to commit. You got if you're going to own Chi you've got to commit to him, commit a forward position to him, and don't sell him. You're playing again if you're going to try to predict when he's going to play well. You're you're playing the lottery. Good luck. Hey,
0: I have a really important question. Hmm. Since when is it okay to have your nickname on the back of your kid? Like, could. Colinenos just have the tank on the back of his kid. I don't know. Does the Premier League support just putting your nickname on the back of your kid? There's two players in this match that have a name on the back of their kid that has is not their name. Chicharito is one. His name is Javier Hernandez Balcazar. Did you know that, Scott? I did know that. And how does he get away with Chicharito, meaning the little pea on the back of his kit?
2: That's how he's known.
0: What about Hosselu? Do you think that's his name?
2: No. Because we're it's not. about
0: to talk about him. No. I, I did. His name is Jose Luis Mato San Martin.
1: So it's the.
2: The Jose and the first. It's the, the Lou first. And Luis. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I like that, though. His name is not Hosselu. It was how he's known.
0: What in the world? I don't know. I like oh, now you want st- to see Kolasinitz kit say the tank. <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: It's like if, Brian, you decided I'm I'm Brian Shee. Yeah. <laughs> That's my name now.
2: Dave, you want to talk about Chancel Mbemba? I know you do. Oh, yeah. He happened to be, uh, unfortunately, I did not
0: start in this week. He happened to be my new Angel Rangel.
2: He is uh, going to be a lot of people's new Angel Rangel because he's the last of the $4 people who are actually playing. That's uh, right. He's one of the most transferred in guys. His price is probably going to go up. As he should be. Word so of warning, he subbed on for Florian Lejeune when Lejeune got injured week one. And Lejeune's probably coming back. And he back, has so. played since because of injuries to Lejeune and Paul Dummett. Yeah. He could be a useful fill in until Dummett gets back, which is right now uh, a bunch of question marks. Interesting. It could be months. Sure. Possibly not till November, but he's in there until Dummett gets, hey, gets back. I'm not
0: expecting much from Mbemba. But hey, look, he got some bonus points this week. He got three bonus points this week.
2: He's a useful guy for at least another month. Yeah, sure. Or so.
1: I'll take it. And that's where the goals ended this weekend. That's but we it. still have two more matches to discuss. Jeez. Huntersfield nil, Southampton nil. The end. But wait, that's not true. Brian, you found a, an interesting anomaly in the name of someone. Yeah, look. That.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get into that, what, what about I mentioned Losell last week and yeah. you guys both poo it. Losell, I believe, is the number one goalkeeper. Is the right number right. one goalkeeper with a nine, eight, and a six. It's true. Is
2: Lusul real or fake?
1: Fake. Fake. G- give me another name on Huddersfield.
2: Is he four and a half? Schindler. He is four and a half. Is he four Schindler, and a half? Schindler, fake.
1: Give me another name. Zanka. Fake. Give me another name. Low. Fake. Do you get what I'm doing here?
0: Man, whatever, hey, man.
1: Hey, remember after six months? Fake. He's probably the best of the fakes, but he's fake. Listen. Do you remember where we were about six matches in last year with Mike Phelan and Hull City?
0: Yeah, but they – Top of the table. Snodgrass was there. This team, if you think this team is anything like that Hull City team that had 11 first-team players going into the last day of the transfer window and then they signed like 10 guys, if you think this team with – the stability of this manager, who's awesome. He is awesome. I don't remember his name, but I know he's awesome. Wagner. 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 He's awesome. No question. Listen, this team is nothing like that. I'm not saying that the talent isn't the same, but the stability and the way they've been playing and the mindset, I'm telling you, is different. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be in the top half of the table. I'm not. But they're not going to be a whole city either.
1: If you already own a Huddersfield player, like if you predicted this after week one, and you buy Glersel or any of the three defenders who are in the top ten, or Aaron Moy, who's what sixth overall among midfielders. If, even Mounier, who's who's decent at forward. If you if you already own those guys, okay, fine, enjoy it while it lasts. I don't begrudge you that purchase. Clearly, it's worked to this point. I cannot, I can't ridicule you that. There's not that. a big risk there. I think even I don't care what the price is at this point, what the risk is. I think if you buy now, you're buying high. They're only going to drop. Are you going to tell me you think Huddersfield is going
0: to either stay the same or get better? They're not going to drop that much. They're only they're all at like four point fives. I'm telling you, they're not dropping much. I'm talking about the quality of the club. You mean the the same on the the table? I don't
1: care about the price. I I want the
0: points. You want the points. I want the point. Their upcoming schedule at West Ham, Leicester, at Burnley Spurs. So it's
1: getting a little it's harder. It's getting a
0: little harder. We will We will see. For at least one more game at West Ham.
1: All right, I'll tell you what, Dave. If we're at the end of September
0: and Huddersfield's
1: players are still prevalent here at the top of the standings, I will tell you, I will use the word wrong to describe myself okay. on this podcast.
0: I can't wait for that. I
1: will not be wrong. You probably won't <laughs> be, but we'll, we will see. And that's why the answer is fake
0: Hey, in what, my mind. what about Southampton? Anyone there other than, in my opinion, Forrester or your cheetah? They
1: are so boring.
0: They grind out clean sheets. Yeah. Right. The defense mean, and so Forster defense, is it. That's it. Yeah. We've said it's that The only people week.
2: you can count on, which is the reason why this past week one of my happiest transfers was getting rid of Manolo Gabbiadini after I got one goal out of him. Mm-hmm. I do not buy him... To continue to do anything the same way, I wouldn't buy Charlie Austin, who did not play in this match, or Shane Long, who was the one who subbed on this time. You can't possibly, you can't possibly trust those guys. You cannot, cannot. You guys want to know a, a fact about Zonka? Oh yeah, tell, tell me you, about who's Zonka.
0: Zonka. Who is Zonka? Who is
2: this is less a how to say, more of a why to say. <laughs> Ooh, I like it.
0: Interesting.
2: First Let's have music anyway. Right. Hey, how about some reggae, Dave? Reggae? I want to keep it in England, though. I want you to go to... Uh, I want you, Even if we have to go to Jamaica, I want to keep it in England. I want Radio Dread.
0: Oh, yeah, I can it's find that. It's a special
2: show. reggae version of, uh, of uh, Radiohead songs performed by various reggae artists.
0: Is this a thing?
2: Yes, it is. It's real.
0: Oh my God!
1: May you never run out of wonderful obscure music references for our week. I don't even know
0: how it. Happens. I want it the
2: happens. I want the Radio Dread version of Airbag by Radiohead, as performed by <laughs> Horace Andy, one of the famous voices of Massive Attack.
1: He could stop the segment
2: here, and I'd be uh, pleased. I I agree completely. I don't know how else to prove that England matters than to just go from Radiohead to Horace Andy to Massive Attack. If you're English and you're listening, I hope you know these. I mean, it's not this is, this is some nice names. Look, I just want to draw attention to the guy who's tied for fourth right now on 22 points, tied with Marcus Alonso. He is currently the fifth most transferred in defender. Scott, that That's like murder to your ears fifth most transferred defender.
1: I just hope that when I start playing in the FPL Cup, I play someone who has this guy in his defense because I'm going to look good at that point. Mm-hmm.
2: He was born in Denmark. He's a center back for Huddersfield. His real name is Matthias Jorgensen. What? Matthias Jorgensen.
1: Well done on the uh, Scandinavian.
2: But... If you look at the defender list, all you see is Zanka. Yeah. Or Zanka. Who's Zanka? Zanka. It's his nickname. Zanka is his oh, nickname. Once again, oh here we go. Given to him by a former player when he was in one of the lower league Danish teams when he was a teen. A guy who ended up becoming a manager with him. At a, it was an older player. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. The point is, his name, the nickname is Dougie Doug's character from Cool Runnings. Zanka what i'm not joking come on <laughs> no and the z i mean that's just I much mean, just must be a european thing he gets he's, he, it's more like it's perfect they, they've turned it into zanka really yeah it's reggae so it that's what i'm saying what in the world look this podcast is going to deliver facts i don't care what it takes yeah. and we're going to set those facts to music
0: Set the facts to music. Come on, man. Can we, can we can we throw that in there?
2: You can do that as much as you want I think you outside just did. of here. Oh, okay, all right. All right.
1: Watford nil. Brighton nil. Uh, the lone storyline in this one was Miguel Britos is.
0: Um, he's an idiot. Cleat hack. Yeah, it's, and then he gets up like he's surprised. I think Graham Scott. What a jerk. I think
1: Graham Scott was the referee in this match. If I have that name right. I love <laughs> if it wasn't for Bessic's father being shot in Bosnia, mm. I would have given my fantasy half point to Graham Scott here because he got in Britos' face to an extent that when he held up the red card on Britos, Britos didn't even know what color the card was yeah. until he looked up into the sky because yeah. that's how much Graham Scott was in his oh, face man. after this tackle. It was, it was amazing. He really did. I don't know if he was fighting about the call or if he was fighting with someone who was fighting with him as he was trying to get off the pitch because it was a, it was a horrendous tackle.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's foolish. It, it guys like that.
1: You talked about him, by the way. Yeah, like, he's a guy that we've talked about in this podcast.
2: Fantasy wise, was he Britos briefly to be was a consideration for me because Absolutely. he because Watford has form. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I did not do it. And I'm glad.
0: I, I tell you what's really surprising and, and in the the and now I actually found something worth analyzing in this game. In this match. I actually found something. Watford has a defender, Kiko Ferminia. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. They're not, right right. You're no not because there's no R in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not F E R. No, it's em- fem- it's Feminia. It's Feminia? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. This guy's impactful. No, seriously. His value, 4.5. But the last two games, he's at
2: eights. Yeah. He's, he's got getting bonus points. Consecutive matches with bonus points. Uh, you can add him to the useful for now uh, cluster of players. Because someone's coming back? Daryl Janmott. Oh. He's playing right back minutes ever since Janmott got injured in like 20 minutes in week one. You owe him dinner. Janmott. He has saved you on multiple listen, purchases this week.
1: My,
0: yeah. No, no, no. I, listen, I am done. I love my lineup. I, there's no more purchasing going on for me. I don't need to improve my oh, amazing team. you're trying team. to
1: sucker us into, into people. Bad listen. I'm trying
0: to find – just glean <laughs> something from the match.
2: Kiko Feminia <laughs> has played well. They also – they just bought someone, too. Uh, I don't know the name offhand. I know that they did. This is great analysis. <laughs> Daryl Yanma – on the side of good analysis, is that he will be back after the international break. Might want it might not be till week five. You want to buy Kiko Feminia and hope that he stays in for one more week? Go for it. Yeah, He's sure. a guy that's being transferred in a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not okay, a so good you're not listening not a, to, to you. No, Brian. Not a good idea. So
1: not listening to you.
2: Hey, look. Hey, my, good on him. Two bonus points in two matches. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. There's nothing else.
0: Brighton Hove, Albion. Andre Carrillo. Is he the guy?
2: Okay. Could be. He's brand new. I mean, it just happened this week. It was their ninth signing.
1: That happened this week. Yep. Uh, All right, as we close, because we've come to the end of the matches now, it was a great weekend of football. Hopefully you enjoyed our analysis of this weekend. We are heading into an international break. Typically we would say do not make it – purchase do not buy or sell until after the international break break. see what comes out of it players are some players are playing in places where the pitch isn't going to be great there are always injuries travel can be hard and the
0: transfer window is not closed yet. that's
1: a big one too however you know these guys have pointed out that maybe if price is an issue there could be reasons why you would that's all well and good. Keep an eye, though, on those international results. And more importantly, read those match reports to find out who got hurt in the post-match analysis. With all that said, we are going to come... I'm going to do something that we normally don't do in front of the microphone. But I'm going to do it in front of the microphone. Okay. Can we record next week?
0: I could record Tuesday.
2: Yeah, like, we're, I'm not going to be gone all week next week. So we can do a show. Yeah, sure,
1: we could. So next week, we are going to come... At you with a a different type of show, something we like to do when there are breaks in the schedule. We'll just take a look at what's happened, the big picture of these first three weeks. The transfer window now closed. We'll do a brief club by club look at what you can expect moving forward, because we've got four more matches now until we have another international. That's right. And so we're going to kind of give you a a, a brief recap of the first three matches. Take a look at what happened at the at the end of the transfer window, and then what you can expect in the next four matches for each club. That'll be our show.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, listen, thanks for for making it through. Like Brian always says, if you're still listening to us now, (laughs) shame on you.
2: Hey, for the Fancy
0: Soccer (laughs) FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.